Hey everybody, Nick Espinosa, your Chief Security Fanatic here, and today we are talking about catching a predator, so please have a seat over there. Now, I believe if you've ever seen the show to catch a predator, was that Chris Hansen, I think, who did that? Anyway, they are catching predators with push notifications. Now, I did a segment on basically the podcast, video, radio show, all that kind of stuff on push notifications, and uh, quite frankly, uh, this is a big problem. And this is an issue because now it's not just the insecurity of push notifications, which we'll talk about in a second. They're actually being used by law enforcement. Now, this is basically coming from a pretty good write-up of by Lucas Ro, uh, Ropek in Gizmodo. But what we're talking about here actually is Washington Post reporting because they said that the FBI has been using these mobile push notifications to unmask suspected uh, suspects rather of serious crimes. Now, we're talking things like pedophilia, terrorism, murder, etc., etc. Now, the Post basically looked looked at court records and found evidence of at least 130 search warrants filed by the feds for push notification data in cases across 14 different states. Now, in those cases, the officials asked tech companies like Google, Apple, Facebook, etc. to basically hand over data related to the suspect's uh, mobile notifications and then use that data to implicate the suspect in criminal behavior linked to that app even though many of those apps basically purport themselves to be anonymous communication platforms like Wicker. Wicker is one of those where is if you're messaging in the Wicker system, it's supposed to be end-to-end -end encrypted and private, meaning nothing can scan it, see it. Wicker itself won't be able to see it, et cetera, et cetera, so they can't hand that over. But the push notification that alerts you that you have a message, whether it's incoming or something else from Wicker, is not as secure. And so the question then becomes is, how exactly is it possible to get this information? And this is something that I mentioned in that previous segment, <clears throat> but let's go over it again. Now, push notifications, which are provided by the mobile operating system provider, include embedded metadata that can be examined to understand the use of mobile apps in that phone. Now, apps come basically with a quiet identifier <clears throat> known as a push token, which is stored on the corporate servers of a company like Apple or another phone manufacturer after a user signs up to use a particular app. Now, these tokens can later be used to identify the person using the app based on the information associated with the device on which the app was downloaded. In other words, you're getting a unique token when you're downloading Wicker or Facebook or, or anything else. Now, here's the thing, because even if you turn off push notifications on your device, it doesn't necessarily disable the feature, meaning the tokens can stay, which means that you can still be identified through that kind of use. Now, this issue first received mainstream attention as a result of the senator who is doing the cyber lord's work, Ron Wyden, who published a letter that he had sent to the Justice Department about this surveillance technique a while back. And this is something, again, that I brought up earlier, but again, law enforcement is expanding into this, which is why I'm bringing it up again. Now, Apple, which has famously bragged about their privacy benefits, acknowledge the issue shortly afterwards. So what basically goes on on your iPhone can be seen by others, including law enforcement, with warrants. Now, according to the Post as well, the police have been using this kind of data for years. The first recorded case was about half a decade ago in 2019, and 2019 was half a decade ago. Let that sink in because the pandemic was about 6 billion years. Now, on top of this, the crux of the problem from the privacy standpoint, which is something I mentioned in my previous segment about a month or two ago, is simply this. This kind of mobile data could be used to track people who've not committed serious crimes. Think political activists, think journalists, think anybody that, that for whatever reasons, need to be surveilled, not necessarily by the United States. 
you know, and we have controversial issues right here. For example, abortion, which is being criminalized, you know, in some states and not in others. I don't care where you stand on that. But the point is, is that they start asking and requesting this kind of information, something I brought up in my last segment on this again a month or two ago, where they're looking for that kind of data. And so the question is, will the Apples and Googles of the world have to essentially comply with, let's say, a state subpoena over something that is not considered a crime somewhere else? And it goes be above and beyond that. There are different firearm laws in different states, counties, municipalities as well, that you may basically be in compliance or out of compliance with, meaning committing a crime in one state where you're not committing a crime in another. So, so this basically has a lot of legal challenges, a lot of legal issues. But when we're talking about the federal standards for this, if this trickles down to other law enforcement, this is a huge issue because, again, it gives insight into what essentially should be yours and should be private. And nobody is denying the fact that if we're catching pedophiles, terrorists, and murderers in, in whatever way it is, using the legal framework of a warrant, and that happens, happens to be catching them through push notifications, nobody's saying boo to that, right? We all want the pedophiles terrorists and murderers caught but most of us are not that overwhelmingly most of us are not that by a huge percentage and so do we make laws to the lowest common denominator specifically for those one-off cases as horrific as they are or is there some kind of balance that can be met now privacy advocates full privacy advocates will say no we shouldn't make laws to the lowest common denominator I'm asking you that question. I'd love to have that conversation because I don't think it's an easy one to answer. But that is your news of the day. So Apple people, once again, what goes on in your phone is not private. Same with Android for the record and everything else. And please like, share, follow me here on Facebook and Twitter at Nick AESP, where your push notifications can be data mined by the FBI, providing they have a warrant. Same with YouTube as well, where hopefully you got notified to this video. And as always, stay safe, stay online, and please attempt to stay private. Thanks, everybody.